Episode 8, how the coronavirus is teaching self-reliance. Welcome to Thriving with Nature, a podcast that gives you the tools you need to live a modern lifestyle that helps regenerate our planet. And now your host, Hayley Weatherford. Good morning, Thrivers, or maybe it's good evening for you. Welcome back to the Thriving with Nature podcast. My name is Hayley Witherburn and I'm excited to be here today. I wanted to share with you a bit of a thought download of what's going on at the moment in the world and it may it's something different that I'm it's not about climate change this one in particular. This is about the coronavirus and what it has sparked inside me in regards to thriving with nature. So as you know, if you are watching the world, watching the news, the coronavirus is around. And I'm not one to be, I don't like media's fear mongering. They obviously sell a lot more when people are afraid. And so I actually choose not to watch news. And I'm actually hardly ever on social media apart to apart from posting about the podcast or about thriving with nature. And I choose not to follow many newses. Newses? Is that a is that a word? Because I know that if something is important, it comes through my friends and family. I'll hear about something. And I know that if I hear about it a few times, that's when I need to go in and just have a look and find the most reliable source. That can be tricky to find these days because reliable sources, even scientific studies, can be funded by certain companies and so it can get tricky because they may have an agenda. But here with the coronavirus, I started hearing about it through a couple of friends And so for those of you who don't know, I live in Bali, Indonesia, which is a tropical island. It's very touristy. Most of its economic income is from the tourists. And I went out on Saturday night and recently and noticed I was just interested. I had just been talking to someone about the coronavirus and noticed how quiet for a Saturday night this particular restaurant that was normally packed was. And so it just made me notice the gym that I go to wasn't as busy and I had talked to a couple of people. I'd visited a hotel with another friend a couple of weeks ago and they had had a lot of Chinese tourists cancel and were low on their occupancy. So, yes, it's extremely interesting to see what happens. In fact, I had a friend that was coming here to Bali and then made the decision not to come. We have to have self-preservation. We need to be wary. There's a level of consciousness and just planning for what may or may not happen. And so I have a friend that works with a school and obviously bigger organisations that are reliant on a lot of humans have to start thinking about, okay, if something happened and even if it ended up being a fear rush or something, you you kind of need to be prepared. And so uh, my friend was talking to me about how they're just getting a little bit more every time they shop at the moment, just to have some, a stockpile in case they need to stay indoors for a couple of weeks, because they believe if it got a little bit out of hand here, 
the Bunja, which is the local community, would lock everyone down. And so you'd have to stay at home, which, you know, would be the, the safest thing without being in contact with many people. And so she was saying how she was getting a lot of non-perishables. It's all about the non-perishables, which is definitely important. And I'm not a big fan of canned or tinned food normally because there's a lot of sugars, a lot of preservatives that are kept in these kind of tins. And even the aluminium tin is not good for us. And so it's not ideal. You probably, you only find one or two cans in my place generally at any time. Most of my stuff is in bulk. And so that's what I did. I did get a few tinned veggies just for in case. But what I did get was a lot of bulk rice, lentils, chickpeas, things that you can have a lot of and just keep in storage, which I know I will eat regardless. But this is not what sparked the the thought that I had. And this was, but if I've got vegetable gardens, I'll have fresh food always. And there's not such an urgency of I'm going to starve to death. So there's this realization, if I have a bit of self-reliance, if I create the veggie boxes, which have always been on the cards, I'm just accelerating the process and making sure I get them built ASAP. If I have those and I have seeds and I've got my worm compost, I'll still be able to have some fresh vegetables, fruit as well, tomatoes. I've got a passion fruit vine, but that's not going <laughs> to, that's not going to fruit in the next few weeks. But yeah, it was, we've come from a society that everyone used to have a bit of backyard vegetables to a point where we're so reliant that when something like this happens, the fear can make us go insane because it all of a sudden goes down to that root survival that we must have fresh water, we must have food. But the only way we're all suckling on the teat of the economic you know, of supermarkets, of the big, big corporations, because that is where a lot of us get our food. And so potentially, just like the fires and the floods in Australia are sparking a, hang on, something has to change, let's rebuild the soil, that will stop the floods, that will help prevent bushfires. If we do regenerative agriculture, if we start to shift back to where we're building soil, that will change. Just like that, those disasters has inspired a new way of thinking, looking at ourselves, having this out-of-body experience and going, hang on, is this the best we can do? And what I want to suggest is find a way that you can have a vet, even if it's a veggie box on the balcony, a veggie box you know, you might even have just a tiny veggie box out in the front porch because it's the only area that gets a little bit of sun and you need a reflective, you find something reflective to help increase the sun times just so you can get some veggies, even if it's some herbs. It's really vital that you start to see, oh, hang on, just a veggie box will at least give me salads every day, some fibre, tomato, lettuce, cucumber, (laughs) just the basics to start with, maybe even some spinach and you just pull a couple of leaves a day and there you have, and if you build the soil in a way that takes advantage of nature and how it pulls nutrients and gives amazing plant soluble nutrients to the plant, you will have your own 
garden of nutrients that will keep you healthy because that's the other thing. A lot of the people that have been dying from coronavirus have been the ones with the lowest immune system. And yes, that tends to be the elderly. It doesn't have to be, but it tends to be the elderly. If you've lived an unhealthy life for a very long time, your immune system will naturally deteriorate over time. However, if you start to make sure that you're building the soil, because even right now, the, the, the carrots that you buy in the supermarket today as opposed to ones that you bought, you know, 50 years ago, the nutrients are nowhere near as many. And that's why us as a society are also getting sick because we can't fight that. So learning to rebuild the soil looking at options of having even little pot plants of different fruits and veggies in your garden. You know, there's little lots of lemons and there's all those different things. Start to fill your balconies and and backyards and have yourself a backyard veggie garden. I can definitely recommend an amazing course called the Happy Patch Formula. And I hope to have these guys on sometime on the podcast where they teach you how to build your veggie boxes and build your soil so that you make sure you make a beautiful home for microbes, which is what I've talked about previously, that, are, that can help our soil health and our gut health, uh, help to make sure the soil has good nutrients in it because there's no good nutrients, then it's hard for the microbes to get them. And a lot of the soil can be depleted. So it's nice to have a raised veggie box where you can really build highly nutritious soil so that your plants are highly nutritious. So that you just having a few leaves of lettuce, maybe a couple of leaves of spinach, some tomato, a cucumber, maybe some basil, some parsley, and you chop it all up in there, maybe a capsicum. And that salad will be so satiating, not just for the fiber and everything for the microbes in your belly, those nutrients will be so rich. And so I just want to invite you to start thinking, you know, we're in a time where climate change is happening. We're having the coronavirus, which in some countries I have heard, don't quote me on this, are reaching high levels where they're starting to shut down. It's like, Now's the time to see what you can do to build your veggie gardens. There's amazing books called How to Grow More Vegetables and Fruits, Nuts, Berries, Grains and Other, and it's by John Jevons. Is an amazing book that helps you grow a whole lot of food in small spaces. And the other book is called Retro Suburbia. This is an amazing book by David Holgram, who was the co-founder or co-worker-outer <laughs> with Bill Mollison for permaculture. And so it also teaches you, it has all the tips and tricks to help you become a lot more self-reliant in an urban environment. So I definitely recommend those books. I recommend the Healthy Patch Formula course to start to gain your independence because when when the fear comes out, you're not signed up to that because you've created yourself, some, you've empowered yourself with some independence to know that you are going to still get some nutrition. Yes, grab yourselves some kits, some non-perishables. Eventually, you know, you don't need to, you can do what you want, but I would like to create some more fermentation, some more pickled jars, of certain fruits and veggies because that also feeds your healthy microbes. Sauerkraut help feed the health of your gut. 
So, yeah, I just wanted to take this opportunity to give this thought download for you all to think about and create yourself a little bit more independence. And maybe you can't do it on your own, but maybe there's your neighbours and your community, you could all help together. One of you could create a compost and you could all bring your food scraps to them. The other might have veggie garden and maybe you don't have the space, but you have the energy and the time. And so you can ask your neighbour, hey, look, you've got the land, I've got the time, how about I help? And then we share in the food. So there's many other options. Let's bring ourselves together as a community and start to create some independence and also improve our health, improve the community. For me, it's win, win, win if you start to do this. So yeah, so that's my thought load, thought load, thought downloads for today. I'm wishing you all a safe, happy, healthy day and week until the next podcast. I've got some amazing interviews lined up that are coming that I am excited to share about I don't want to say anything yet because I don't know which order they're going to be, but there are some pretty cool interviews coming. So stay tuned and I look forward to talking to you all again soon. Bye. Hey, if you enjoyed listening to my podcast, remember to subscribe to hear more. You also have to come check out the Thriving With Nature website where all of my videos, podcasts and resources are to take what we discuss here to the next level and apply it in real life. I'd love to have you come join myself and many others striving towards living a regenerative lifestyle. Go to thrivingwithnature.com.